We are stoned and that's okay. So why don't you just stay? Sit back and listen. You don't know what you're missing. It's talking stone while getting sports. Welcome, fellow humans. You are listening to Talking Stone while getting sports with your hosts, Morgan and Austin. Buddy, I know a little I know a little bit of what you've been up to. I know some things that you're trying out. Tell everyone else what's going on. Don't keep these secrets. <coughs> well, if you uh you uh listener out there, you may or may not notice that that uh, bong rip sounded a little uh what we we're calling it earlier, a little crispier than normal. And uh well, crispy makes sense because uh, I actually made an apple crisp today, which was which was lovely, and uh, well, uh, made some bread today too. I was I was a uh, was a good uh, house husband today, so that was good. And uh, yeah, how about uh, how about you? What have you, you what have you been up to there, uh, there, Morgan? Well, first of all, I'm assuming that I should be expecting i don't know two to three business days at amazon package or maybe fedex or something like that of some a loaf of bread and i i'll take some apple crisp i don't care if it's two days old fuck it uh yeah about that i i don't think that's gonna happen well shit you know how many times i threatened to end this podcast <laughs> Yeah, you actually threatened to end it earlier, even though you beat me in baseball. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm threatening to end it again if I don't get my goddamn goodies. <laughs> Guys, this is the 61st episode, and it might be the last one, just like the last four or five have been. <laughs> it's been a rough go. <laughs> um, We're getting through, barely. <laughs> yeah, um... No, back to somewhat reality. Um, I've been up to a few deals here and there, I guess you could say, this weekend. Um, I own a Nintendo 64. Um, I also happen to own two copies of Perfect Dark. It's a great game if you're into old games and stuff. It's a great co-op. Oh, I love playing Perfect Dark. It's a great game. But anyways, I have two copies. I don't need two copies. So I had on Kijiji trying to sell it, and someone decided to trade me their Pokemon Stadium, and it turns out it's a $20 trade-up. So I'm basically the smartest businessman known to live. So, Well, that's cool, because we have the Hockey Insider, which is me. And also the smartest man to ever live, which is you. So that's um, that's pretty cool. That's not many podcasts can claim that. Yeah, and I also thought I was our CFL or football insider, but for how this week went, we'll get to that. Um, that might not be the case. A um, couple other things for me is that dodgeball again is starting out um, a week from today, recording Monday, so the 27th. I'm very excited for that, although we do have to wear a mask while playing dodgeball, so that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, I Like, today is the 20th, so um, 
by the time you're listening to this, it's going to be too late to go out and vote. So I hope everyone has done that. I know me and Austin did, well, he did the Vance polls, but I, I ended up doing that today. Um, I do have one. <laughs> I'm going to try and keep it somewhat quick. It is another gross story. I've had a couple of those. <laughs> Keeping the but trend going. I like it. This time, <laughs> it involves my dirty laundry. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. So, I don't know if we want to go into this. <laughs> oh, we do. Um, <laughs> so, it started, I started the load of laundry like a, a normal human does, all that. Did the cycle through the wash, fine and dandy. Um, put it into the dryer. Sounds like a typical laundry day, really. Uh, although I do have a catch, I'm sure I mentioned him once or twice. And um, in the bottom of the washer, I saw something that was fuzzy. I thought maybe it was one of his toys, maybe a hairball or something that he coughed into my laundry, something like that. But upon further um, investigation, it turned out that this fur ball had tiny little feet and a little tail because my cat had killed a mouse and dragged into my dirty laundry. Oh. And then ended up, that, that, let's say that mouse is squeaky clean. So I got to see what a freshly washed mouse looks like. If you guys are curious, I did not take a picture. It will not be on our Instagram or anything like that, which we'll get to in our plugs. But (laughs) that was my laundry day. So um, if anyone's a little squeamish or like mice, I'm terrible at this. I don't know. Close off yours and skip ahead what you just heard. Um, Austin, close those years right off <laughs> to uh, cleanse everyone's brain off now, or maybe it'll make it worse. You might as well plug it. Yeah, so you're gonna follow the main Twitter account, uh, main podcast account at podstone one. You're gonna follow me at Fitzy Fitzgerald. You're gonna follow the Instagram page at TSWGS pod. And uh, Morgan, where where are they going to find you? Um, usually in my house. Um, sometimes well... at work. Oh, you're talking about on Twitter? You can find me on Caps from Morgan 2. Or Twitch uh, is also Caps from Morgan 2. Um, rate, review, tell a friend about our podcast. Um, yeah, apparently we're doing amazing because we have yet to hear anything, to be honest. Um so in my head, we're doing perfect. So that's where we're at. That's our plugs. Um, <laughs> that's our show. That's it. That's all we got. That's it. Um, I'm still a little flustered because this is only my second episode using my computer. I've done this podcast a over a year with pieces of paper next to me. So I feel like I'm forgetting stuff, but that's not the case. Um, something I definitely did not forget about is 
the week seven of the football of the CFL that had happened. Um, and we got a little recap. So unless if Austin says no, um, I say let's get to it. Let's jump right into it. All right. So game one, we got Calgary versus Hamilton. Um, let's Before I break it down, let's just say it did not go the way either of us thought it was going to go. No. Um, especially because after we did our picks, um, we found out that, or at least I found out that David Watford, who used to be a backup quarterback in Saskatchewan, was doing his first ever CFL start against Calgary, against Bo Levi Mitchell. Um, I was not expecting them to win. 23 to 17 over yeah, the Sanford. That's not, uh, not, the, not what you would expect. You're correct. Especially since both you and I picked Calgary to win. I said by 12 or by 14. You said by 12. Um, <laughs> so I might as well just say it now. You get that one point for the point differential. So congrats to you. But. Um, I honestly, like I was saying, I thought that Bolivar Mitchell would carry them through. This is was David Rockford's first start. Um, yeah, I was. I'm gonna be um, shocked a lot throughout this episode. You guys will see see that, especially in the hockey part of things. And I'm also yeah surprised that Hamilton won this. Um, I don't think this is sustainable for Hamilton. I really hope for their sake either Dane Evans or Jeremy Jeremy Mazzoli gets healthy soon here because there is a reason why I believe David Watford wasn't even the uh, set, like the backup in Saskatchewan. He was the third string, so... I don't see him uh, keeping that ship afloat for that long, but he did enough to beat Calgary, so that's something. It is something. But sometimes um, teams that have no game film on a quarterback that hasn't started before, is, that sometimes benefits that rookie quarterback because the defense, they don't know how to stop you. But next time he plays... Um, I forget who Calgary plays or Hamilton plays next. Um, the team will have game film, so. Right. But the, in my mind, the most important game was the Toronto versus Saskatchewan. Um, both me and Austin were. Well, I shouldn't say without surprise because Austin's went behind my back before and not picked Saskatchewan. <laughs> but this time we both did. And the Riders ended up just absolutely destroying, really, because 
Toronto did end up getting 16 points to Saskatchewan's 30, but most of those points was in garbage time. Riders' defense was playing soft defense. Um, I do want to say, because I was at this game, this was the first game that you had to show your vaccine passport or have a negative COVID test. Um the crowd did hurt slightly because of that. Um, I believe they said there was supposed to be about, was it 25,000 there? Um, possibly, I think there was even less. I think it's closer to 20, if I'm being honest. So that's about 10,000 people um, short of what they, well, 13,000 short of what they can sell out. So, yeah, yeah, it's true. It's, uh, it's that that was a big number. Sure. So we'll see. It, it was a you know night game, and it was a little windy and a cooler game out. So maybe fingers crossed. Well, it's not like the games are going to get any warmer. Um, yeah, we're almost <laughs> in October. So right. Um, but. It was just nice to see that Saskatchewan's offense actually they started out fast. They got touchdown, all this great stuff. Um, the defense played okay for most of the part. Um, for most part, however, uh, they did have a rookie or a rookie defensive back. Oh yeah, I really whatever you did with that mic. <laughs> I love it. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, it's crispy. Apple crispy. <laughs> Anyways, um, the Riders, they did have a couple rookie defensive backs in, and Toronto probably could have won this game if they just completed on a couple of long bombs, and but they didn't, and so I don't own a time machine, so I can't go or no one that I know owns a time machine to go back in time to uh, change that fact. Um, as a Ryder fan, I do want to quickly say that I am also very, very worried about Brett Lowther because he's been missing field goals that he usually does not miss. So, <laughs> sorry. <clears throat> oh, I got a little... Uh, Maybe I'm getting a little choked up about Brett Lowther. <laughs> Buddy, it's going to be okay. I don't think it's going to be okay, Aust. No, it's going to be okay. No, I really don't think it's going to be okay because you got two points in this pick um, <laughs> just to bring it all back together because you, for whatever reasons, turned to the CFL insider and you were like, oh, yeah, the Riders are actually going to score points. Which they did. Um, they won thirty to sixteen, so that's a fourteen point differential. I said Saskatchewan by seven. Austin said by ten, so he gets another two points. So if you guys are keeping math, which it shouldn't be that hard to do, depending on how stoned everyone is, um, he's already got three points in the first two games. And he was already up 
um, the old or the previous score was 21 to 19 for Austin. So, you know, basically what, uh, what is that I'm the best, uh, best that ever was, you know, I'm just, I, I'm the best that ever is going to be, you know, and I'm just, I'm the best that, that this podcast has ever seen. Um, well, you don't really have that much to try and beat out here. Um, <laughs> it's only me you were talking about. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to some more points for Austin. BC versus Montreal. Um, might as well just get this part over with this time. BC won... 27 to 18. That's 11 point differential. Both me and Austin said BC, but I don't get any points for picking BC because I said by seven. Austin said by 13. He was only off by two points. He gets the full two points once again. Um, I did not watch any of this game. I did watch the highlights and all that stuff. Uh, BC was up 17 to nine at the half. Um, From what I could tell is they had a very strong first half and then they really started to fall apart in the second and Montreal ended up making a game for it or a game of it. And then, and also a little side note, well, more than a little side note, is that I'm also kind of surprised that Montreal was really this close at all because Curry Jones, their head coach, missed this game because he's out due to COVID. So they had to have a temporary head coach in there. I'm, I apologize. I'm not sure if it's who they put in, but... To not have your head coach just all of a sudden in the middle of the week, he's just not allowed to coach them. I know they're, you know, adults and all that stuff, but it still seems to make a difference. Oh, yeah. In any sport. Um, You know, if you see a coach get fired in hockey or whatever, then you always. You usually the temporary coach that they put in usually very often gives not very often gives the team the win. So that's true. Winnipeg versus Elks. Um, well, surprise, surprise. The very good, very, very good, unfortunately, Winnipeg Blue Bombers beat the. Autumn Cold, Edmonton Elks, 37, excuse me, 37 to 22, which is a 15-point differential. I went with the Elks by 13. Austin went Winnipeg by 10. I did steal one point this time from Austin because I was slightly closer on the point differential. However, 
He keeps getting points for picking Winnipeg. That's not supposed to be allowed. That should be negative points just for picking yeah, well, Winnipeg. It's not, and there's nothing you can do about that. And um, so. I've <laughs> again, when me and Austin made these picks, we had no clue of some of these injuries that happened. And this is another one because the Elks, they actually had, I have no clue what his name is. That's how much of a rookie he is. Had to put in their rookie quarterback um, to try and beat Winnipeg's defense, the number one defense in the league. Um, For him to get 22 points is kind of kind of amazing. And also, I believe Winnipeg got a pick six, and they also got a scooped up a fumble to score as well. So that helped their uh, thirty their score get thirty seven. So I'm just you guys can probably tell in my voice of how thrilled I am that Winnipeg's defense is just this good and. I'm very, very worried that they might go back to back for cups, and that's gross. That is gross. But I know one thing that, well, again, I'm also going to think is gross. That's my word of the day. But Austin <laughs> is going to think is delicious is the new update for our scores. If you guys have been following around, following with us, which hopefully you were because that's the point of the podcast, but maybe you weren't doing the math. Um, the old score was I was at 19. Austin was at 21. I am now at a whopping 20. Austin is now at 27. So he has a well, a seven-point lead on me, and that's ridiculous. Um, I think that's actually great. Um, I think it makes sense because what uh, what we're finding out is that I'm not just the hockey insider. I'm also the football insider. Yeah, you're just the insider, I guess. I guess so. That's what I should change my Twitter name. <laughs> No, well, that would be easier than your other Twitter, to be honest. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but in football, besides like the games that were going on and all that deal, it was really, at least I couldn't find that much. It was a fairly slow news week. And we're going to... Uh, Talk about AC Leonard just like we did last episode. Um, just a little bit more because in this whole ordeal of him not being able to get his test, his drug test sample done after the Labor Day game, getting the two game suspension, he was supposed to be back playing against Toronto, but he ended up getting a third game suspension because of apparently inappropriate language that he used towards the drug official. 
Um, so first of all, it must have been really bad for whatever he said because for him to like CFL, you have to do a lot of well, you have to do something pretty bad um, in order to actually get suspended instead of just getting fined. That's true. Um, so obviously, I've unless I'm Mister Insider know something I don't know. I have no clue what he said. Um, Me either. I got no idea. What I do know is that going back to what um, the fact that after Labor Day game, he wasn't able to give his previous sample. Apparently, they're asking for a urine sample. So I can kind of see after you, you know, played a full 60 minutes of football. I know you're not on the field the full 60 minutes, but you get the drift. Yeah. You're sweating. Um, sure, you drink a little bit of water, but not nearly as much as how much they sweat out. Um, it's probably going to be a little hard to take a piss right after a football game, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. Um, so that I don't really doubt him or um, blame him for. Now that I know they were asking for a urine sample. Um, but whatever he said, like, I don't know. Lots of people are saying they should just release him. It's showing a bad image, all this stuff. And I don't know. I really like the guy. So that's kind of what's keeping me on the fence, but. If he did get released and or fired, however you want to say it, you, I probably wouldn't be one of those people that's complaining either. Um, Austin, I'm kind of curious of your thought because we talked about him last week. So, um, what do you have to say about whatever he must have said? Yeah, well, like you said, like it must have been real rough whatever whatever it was so i'm genuinely curious um i i don't know like you said suspension's rare for this so it's i don't know like what did he say what did he insult the mother of like i don't i don't know man i and we're never going to know uh-huh. no Unfortunately not. Because I don't have that type of... Well, I don't have any loophole or any... Yeah, I don't know what word I'm thinking of. English. It, it exists. It sure does. <laughs> um, I don't really have anything else to say. Like I said, it was a slower news week in my mind. But something else, which is also going to be a little slower and a little weird, is that we got our week eight picks and normally I alternate, you know, I'll go first, Austin, you know, you guys understand the word alternate, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, this time I'm going to do something different and Austin's about to see what. Ooh. So tie cats versus red blacks. Tie cats are three and three red blacks somehow beat the elks. So they're one and four. 
This game's on a Wednesday. It's this Wednesday, so the 22nd, for whatever reason. Um, if you guys weren't aware, there's only games on Wednesday and Friday this week. So if you're watching CFL, those are the days you got. However, I'm going to make Austin on all these three games pick first. We're not alternating. And I'm just going to follow his lead and see if I can steal some points. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Okay, so you said what, Hamilton and uh, Red, Red Black? Yes, three and okay. three, one and four records. Yeah, so, so Red Black somehow beat the Elks, but that's, they're not going to beat the Ticats. Ticats are going to beat the Red Blacks. And it's going to seem close in the score, but it's not going to be a close game, I think, overall. Uh, but the score, I think uh, Thai Cats are going to take it by 10. By 10. Yeah, I could I could see um, Aura getting some points in garbage time to make that score a little closer. Yeah. So you guys, with that comment, could probably guess where what team <clears throat> I'm leaning towards um, I'm going to say tie cats by 10. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I will say tie cats, whatever, tie cats by 14. I'm going to get it wrong. And Austin's going to get another two points. And <laughs> that's how life is. That's how life goes. Austin Alouettes versus Toronto is at home in Toronto. Two and three for Alouettes for the record and three and three for Toronto. This game's on Friday. What do you, do you have, Mister Insider? Sorry, I. What was the teams? <laughs> I'm the words. I'm really baked. Oh, don't be apologizing for being baked. Owls versus Toronto. Owls versus Toronto. Montreal and Toronto. It's a good rivalry. It, um, this one. I think it's going to be a decently close game. I think uh, I think the Argos are going to take it. I think Toronto's going to pull through and they're going to they're going to win by uh, they're going to win by 6. You know, I don't disagree on the team that you picked because they are first in the East. Um, they are also the only team to beat Winnipeg. So keep that in mind. Because Winnipeg, I believe, have a 5-1 and one record right now. Um, possibly 6-1. and one. Regardless, they're on a bye right now, so Austin can't pick them. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go... This is going to screw me... Uh, yeah, this is going to screw me in the end, but I have to try and get full two points from Austin. So I'm going to go um, Alouettes by a touchdown by seven. Ooh, okay, okay. So the last game of the week, we only got three games this week, folks. We got that Wednesday game, a doubleheader on Friday, both four and two Records. This is the battle for sole possession of second place. We got Saskatchewan Rough Riders 
versus BC Lions. Austin, you now moved to BC. Are you now a Lions fan? Tell me. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that's a, a little bit more evil than I wanted it to. Uh, <laughs> it also sounds the right amount of evil. <laughs> I mean, it, it did, right? It did a little bit. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I like things. Do you like things? Yeah. Do you? Yes. <laughs> Are you sure you like things? Not anymore. No, just like, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, okay. This is a rough one. This is a tough one. Because obviously, living in BC, you know, digging BC, love BC. But uh, Saskatchewan's my home. I bleed green, whether that's healthy or not. It's it's it happens, and I, I uh, can't see that being healthy, green blood. Yeah, so that's uh, that's just how it is. And the Riders are going to take it by thirteen, lucky thirteen, lucky thirteen. <laughs> and this game isn't on Friday the thirteenth either, so it's we're good, good there. Yeah. Well, I I'm just going to keep it short and sweet. Riders are going to beat BC by 21. It's going to be a high-scoring game for the Riders, and that's what's happening. I'm probably going to get screwed on that pick, but we're moving on. (laughs) Well, I ask this all the time. Austin, do you have anything football stuff you want to add, or do you want to get to your favorite sport, the hockey? I do love the hockey. (laughs) <laughs> That's good because now you're going to tar- talk about one particular player who's 36 years old. He's a goalie playing for the Chicago Blackhawks um, named Mark Andre Fleury. There's something that he kind of came out and said. Um, and I can e- either let you just take it from there or I can say what he said. If you don't know what I'm talking about. So, Marc-Andre Fleury uh, is honestly one of the best goalies, I think, of our generation. I don't think he's necessarily like a Lundqvist, even though he won a couple cups, unlike Lundqvist. Um, he's, He's been a great goalie, and like you said, he's 36. He's played a lot of hockey, and he's got a family, and he's earned a lot of money. And uh, I think it makes sense uh, for him if he's ready to if he's ready to call uh, call it a career. Then I say good for him. You know, live your life, live with your family. Uh, dude, put up an excellent career. Um. Before you go too much farther, I, I just I have to say one thing. Um, so you must be really big, which is great, because I, I completely set you up for it to tell everyone what we're talking about, because I have yet to mention that we're talking about he's taught uh, Marc-Andre Fleury is thinking that this is going to be his last season in the NHL. Um, 
So now that everyone knows what you're talking about, <laughs> you can continue to tell all your thoughts about it. <laughs> so this Mark guy. <laughs> you're going to love him. <laughs> oh, shit. No, he's... Uh, I will say... Every- from anybody in the league, anybody around the league, it's nothing but extremely complimentary. Uh, it's just about his character and how he is as a person and a player. And obviously, we see how he is as a player. Uh, but like I've already mentioned, it uh, he put he put up a great career, uh, and the dude can rest easy knowing that he left a mark on hockey I would say he was a significant part of the Penguins cup uh, cup run yeah just the one thing I'm mostly um, kind of confused about is why would he like, he was already on the fence of playing for Chicago in the first place but why like he's had this great legacy like you said, he's won what two cups? Yes. Um, at least one. Um, that's that's good enough in my books. <laughs> and I'm just kind of surprised that he would want to play a full 82 game NHL season with the Blackhawks. Um. I know he didn't really have any choice because he got traded, but if you're, I don't know, basically what I'm getting at, I'm surprised he wants to play for the Blackhawks. <laughs> uh, I think I think to a certain degree there is something cool about playing for an original six team. They do have that, yes. I will. Like, it is, it's different, right? Like, Vegas, very new. Pittsburgh, fairly new team. Uh, Chicago, not so much, right? So it's obviously, it is different. Um, and maybe, I don't know, he just uh, wanted to play for another team. One more team. Do it one more year. Like he said, he did get traded, but he always had the option to retire. But I think uh, he wanted to give it one more shot. Yeah, I guess like if we're to compare about the other player, which I we can combine the two, the other player that we're we're going to talk about next, Chara. Um, I'll say what he's doing in a sec, but his whole Chabain, I kind of feel like he did it to chase a cup, um, because you know. Well, as I said, he signed one-year deal with the Islanders, and Islanders have a decent, at least a reasonable shot of winning the cup. Oh, hundred percent. Blackhawks, not so much. Not even. Yeah, no. It. Uh, you are correct, but it like you like we said, he was traded. He didn't sign yeah. in Chicago. I'm kind of surprised that he didn't have like a new. A goalie like him, someone that got picked, well, he's Golden Knights' first 
pick in the expansion draft. I'm really surprised he didn't have like a no move clause or something like that in his contract. Well, some no move clause you have to have. There's like eight or nine teams that you can put on the t- list that you can't get traded to. Oh, okay, so that's how it works. And usually players put all the Canadian teams on there because taxes. Yay. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I already mentioned this um, young the buck. Next, the next young buck fella, the the uh, six foot nine beast of a man. Yeah, the 44-year-old Chara. Uh, um I kind of, you already know we're going to be talking about it, and you kind of said that you might have uh, a thought or two on, on this. So what do you think of Tara going back to Islanders? Yeah, well, first of all, the Islanders just keep signing players who are super old. They now have the second oldest team in the NHL. But, They're going uh, first top. Well, I guess, but uh, Chara... Um, as some people may be actually learning, uh, originally he was drafted and started with the uh, Islanders, uh, which but was then what? Sorry. Oh, like you said, like people are or might be learning of this, and I'm one of those people because when I was going through this article, I honestly thought he was with Boston until he got traded from Boston. <laughs> which was not the case. No. He, uh, so he started with the Islanders. He was traded to the Senators and played a few years in, in uh, Ottawa and had yeah, a solid the career there. Oh, one. But then he got traded and, uh, well, the rest was history. He played most of his career with Boston and uh, then he played in Washington, of course. Uh, but now... Uh, He's headed back to the island, and I think that's really cool. I think it was funny last week you talked about players signing one-day contracts to retire where they started and not liking it, but this is different. This is He's actually playing a season, right? I'm completely for this. Yeah. This tickles my hockey bone now that I know he started – it oh, looks. Don't old. say hockey bone ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, okay, I'll say my original. This tickles my fanny. Is that better? No, that is even worse. All right, back to hockey bone. Back, uh, anyway. back to hockey bone. Is that the title of the episode? Hey, you have all the power of that. So you. I do, I do have all the power there. Oh, fuck. Where was I going with this anymore? I don't know. I don't know. Chara, he's old. He... <laughs> um, Basically, oh, Chara's no, old. When I was looking at the article, because, um, you know, when I just saw the, um, the headline, he signs one year with Islanders. I was like, hey, what is he doing? Um Clearly, he's all he wants is to try to sign with the old, the his best shot of winning a cup as far as teams that want to sign him. But now I look at it closer; it is all around awesome because the fact that he's going back where it all started twenty 
five years ago when he got drafted third round. Um, for it to, yeah, go in a full circle is it's kind of nuts to see how the world works sometimes. It is, and you know, in the short season, fifty-five games. I believe he did average about eighteen minutes a game, so he. He still has some juice left, which is kind of crazy for a 44-year-old that, like you said, is, what, six foot nine. He's massive. But we've talked about two players um, currently. I don't know if Austin wants to add anything before we move on um, to our next topic about our um, – yeah, do you have anything you want to add before we move on? Uh, no, well, just basically good on Chara, and hopefully he does well uh, with the Islanders this year. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how he does, and I'll actually be paying attention closer to all the teams because it's not going to be just the Canadian division, which is amazing. <laughs> True. But... We kind of have a hockey player theme, so I figured I came across an article of top 50 players. I don't have who wrote the article in front of me. I'm not sure if Austin does. So, depending on time, kind of like what we've done with the um, power rankings, um, we're going to go through um, at least – 50 to 40, and if we have time, we'll go through some more. But we're going to go down so we end with the number one at the end. So, but not all of it in this one episode, so you guys are lucky. <laughs> so, like always, Austin, at any point, I'm sure you'll have a couple thoughts of some of these players. So, just... Just start talking whenever you your heart desires. In the 50th spot, we were talking goalies. Um, and we were talking about another one, Carey Price. Um, I think some I, people might be surprised he's not higher. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I'm surprised that he only made it 50. Um, I'm not saying top 10 or anything like that, but I would put him top 25, and if he was in there, I probably wouldn't even bat an eye. Um, yeah, I will say, though, his regular season numbers are not that great. Yeah, that's probably what drops him down. But like I said, I have no clue who put out this article. Um, it really doesn't matter to me. Adam Kimmelman. Okay. Like I said, it really doesn't matter to me. Well, it should matter, all right? Credit the writer, goddammit. But um, I don't know if you have also the list in front of you, because if not, I'm going to have fun with some of these names. I do. Next up, at number 49, we got Alex DeBrincat. Um, yeah, he's a player. Some of these he's... players, I'm not going to lie, I don't really know much so... about them, but. I like he's young. He's been really good for the Blackhawks. He uh, 
was third in the NHL last year with 32 goals, which is pretty dang solid considering he was only behind, <clears throat> excuse me, Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid. Uh, so he, yeah, he's, I think, going to be good for a very long time in the NHL. Um, I was about to have a hoop, but I figured I might have a thought or two about this next player, number 48, Matthew to Chuck. Um, for, like, he's a great player. Like, to be top, anywhere in this top 50, you're going, you have to be a good player. <laughs> this is true. Um, and, you know, He's had some ups and downs, so this might surprise a lot of people with how much I love the Flames, but I kind of feel like he's more or less, you know, if he is, you know, within the 50 to 40 range, which that's right around where he is, I can't see any complaints about that. I might be a little biased. Maybe Austin doesn't even think he should be on number 50. Who knows? No, I think he definitely deserves to be top uh, top fifty for sure. He's a solid player, and I hate playing. I hate when the Canucks have to play against uh, Kachuk. Um, another great player, but I'm gonna let you take over for a bit so I can have a little toke here. <clears throat> Is number forty-seven? Oh yeah, Who's we that? got uh, Max Pacioretty. Uh, so Max. He had a solid season, led the Knights, Golden Knights, with 24 goals. Uh, and he was second on the team with points, only to Mark Stone, who is very good. Uh, makes sense. He's uh, he's a solid goal scorer in this league, so it makes sense. Although I will say, I don't think he should behind, be behind Chris Letang, but that's just my my opinion. Chris Letang's at 46, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I guess now you have to put a spoiler alert warning at the beginning of this podcast. No, I'm kidding. I don't I think don't anyone think really cares. I don't think we do. If you're still listening, then I love you. Yeah, if you are if you listen all the way through this top 50 that we do, um, even if we only get through the bottom 10, <laughs> um, congrats. Congratulations. This- you don't win anything, but thank you. I have listened to a lot of podcasts, a lot of sport podcasts, and I know this isn't the most exciting part, and maybe this is the part that you're doing the dishes extra hard, or you're taking that massive bong rip and you're bubbling so hard you can't even hear us anyway, so. Either way. Either way, it's a win-win for everyone. Um, another great player is number 45, Nicholas Backstrom. Um, I'm kind of surprised he's another player, kind of like Carey Price. So I'm kind of surprised he's not a little higher, at least above the 40 mark. But that's just me. Yeah, he uh, Nicholas Backstrom, I think, is criminally underrated and always has been because he plays with a veteran. <laughs> yeah, but. I don't know who know like I know Ovechkin's a great player, but just like some like McDavid or um, 
some like Crosby, I guess Crosby and Malkin are in separate lines, but you know, they always have their wingman, I guess you could call it. And, yeah. um, yeah. Nicholas Backstrom is kind of that to Ovechkin. And like he said, he gets, uh, overlooked quite a lot. Um, 44 is Shea Theodore. Solid pick at 44, I think. Yeah. It's kind of like the whole Matthew Chuck thing. Those are both good players. Um, and, you know, sometimes they're colder than hot, and but I'm, that's the same with any player. But number 43, a player that I think has actually been on a downward a little bit is Seth Jones. See, <clears throat> but interestingly enough, I will say that may be true, but Seth Jones is the all-time leading scorer among defensemen in Blue Jackets, Blue Jackets history. Yeah, but how much of that was um, earlier in, in, the, in his years? Hey, you know what? It is what it is, man. I think he'll be good. I think he'll be good. Yeah. If he was what he used to be, then he would definitely be a lot higher than 43. That's true. Um, 42, this is your name, buddy. Yeah, we got Jake Gensel. Uh, Gensel, second on the Penguins behind Crosby in points, so solid season. Um, Gensel has been excellent on the Penguins, uh, and I think... I think oftentimes people are like, oh, well, of course he plays at points. He plays with Crosby. But I think you have to be decent to play with Crosby, you know, and to put up decent points and play with him for a while. And I think they put up, they have some good chemistry, you know. Um, so, yeah, he's a solid player, 42, I think. Uh, 41, John Tavares. I think he should be rated higher. To be completely honest, uh, Tavares doesn't necessarily put up the most points of anybody in the NHL, and that's totally fair. But he is one of the best at both offense and defense together. He is excellent defensively. He will. He is so hard on the puck. He will not let you just have the puck. He gets into the dirty areas. He is an excellent player, and I think he is very underrated on this list. Number 40, Kyle Connor. Um, that's an, that's not a player I'm all that aware of, if I'm being completely honest. Kyle Connor? Oh, for the yeah. Jets? He's a very good player. Oh, yeah. Now I recognize, now that you said Jets, I know exactly who you're talking about now. Yeah, 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 he's he's got he's an excellent goal scorer, and I think he's uh, he's very good. Um, number thirty nine, help me. <laughs> yeah, so for the New York Rangers, we have Mika Zibanejad. Uh, he had twenty one goals and thirty nine points in the last twenty nine games of the season. He definitely heated up towards the end. Um, he's he's a solid player for sure. And him and Artemi Panarin can do good things in, in New York. 
Uh, it's 38. I might as well let you just yeah, so stay the same. Elias Patterson obviously should be number one on the list, and I don't know why he isn't. I think it's a little ridiculous, but whatever. Anyway, uh, I think everyone knows I'm a big Canucks fan, and I'm a huge Elias Patterson fan. He's so good with the puck. He, he's got a wicked shot. He's a great player. He's great at 38. He should be higher, I think, obviously, but I'm a little biased. Um, I will say, um, throughout the non-biased opinion out there, um, whenever the Flames play uh, the Canucks, I know that Calgary always go go in and they their defense cues on Elias and oh yeah, more times than not, he usually ends up leaving that game a little injured, it seems, because... But with a point or two. Yeah, and so, yeah, he's he's a good player. A player that we just mentioned, number 37, Mark andre Fleury. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. We, we talked about him enough. Number yeah. 36, John Carlson. Great, uh, good defenseman. I think he's, if anything, a little bit overrated. Um, number thirty-five, and yeah, we're gonna we'll just go through the bottom twenty-five for now and call it good. Um, number where are we? Number thirty-five. Kirill I'm not even trying. Yeah, Kirill Kaprizov. He won the Calder Trophy. Uh, I don't know. He played 55 games, and everyone is making him out to be this incredible, incredible player, and I just think he's a little unproven at this point. So I don't think he should be this high, but I do think he definitely has the potential to be an excellent player in this league. Um, a really good defenseman, um, besides when he played for the Flames, he's and he's just hadn't had great luck on teams, and that's Dougie Hamilton at number thirty-four. Um, yeah. yeah, good defenseman. Uh, he's just—I don't know. Got to find a good fit, I think. I'm for, I'm drawing a blank. Where does he? Because he keeps bouncing around. Where is he uh, playing for? The Devils yeah, signed him to a right. big contract, seven-year deal. Yeah, so we'll see how that turns out. Um, a couple of teams in the past have tried this bigger contract on, on him as a pando yet. So, yeah. Um, number 33, we've talked about his team a little bit. Um, I can never pronounce his first name, but Melkin. Danny Melkin. Um, I'm honestly kind of surprised he's not a little higher on the list. 33, nothing to uh, shake a stick at, but that's the wrong saying, Morgan. 33, but he he's very good, but he's starting to get more injuries, and he's playing less, and that affects, I think that's got to affect your overall, right? 
five things. So, um, last two here, real quick. Thirty-two, Myro, Heiskanen. Yeah, uh, number none. Couple of these players may might have a thing to say, but number thirty-one, Charlie McCoyvey. McCoy. McAvoy. I had a mess up. I had to mess up at least one name, so. That's true. We got McAvoy. Um, number 30, Matthew Barzell. Who is absolutely excellent. Um, number 29, Connor Hellebuck. Um, he's great. He's, yeah, he's a great player. Um, number 28, Alex Petrangelo. And last three here, number 27 is Jack Eichel. We'll see um, with his, his, uh, that injury or that, uh, surgery goes well if he gets it. Yeah. With his previous skill where he showed that he's capable of doing 27, can't really argue with that too much. Like you said, we'll see about the injury. Yeah. Uh, 26, Ryan O'Reilly. Excellent face-off, man. Excellent uh, point getter for sure for the Blues. And the last person we're going to talk about this week, I'm sure we'll talk about the rest probably next week, number 25. Roman Yossi. Is- one of the one of the most solid defensemen in the league for a few years now. Sounds good. We had uh, some things to say about some players, few things to say about other players, nothing <laughs> to say about some players, and that's how it works when you're talking about twenty five players that in a row. That's true. But that's enough for us. So, my quick little stoner statement. Um, Spart news, a little slow, but we still talk an hour. Everyone out there, stay stoned and stay very safe. And vote. And vote. Well, by the time this comes out, it's too late, but vote. You better have voted. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.